0: Occasionally, you might see a dolphin, you know, with a stone's throw from your car, you know, cresting. I've seen uh, a great egret and a great blue heron flapping those huge wings down at the same time and landing on the same log like they were having a conversation.
1: This is Anna Marlis Burgard. 20 years ago, she moved to an island called Tybee off the coast of Georgia. And since then, she just hasn't been able to shake the place. She's tried living on the mainland, but she's ended up moving back and forth to Tybee three times. So just to, when you step out of your house, you like, you know you're on an island. You're not like in a suburban you, you Can you tell you're on an island if you like walk out of your place or look out the window or something?
0: I, yeah, I don't need to walk out my place because I can see the lighthouse from my bed.
1: Okay, <laughs> so so the islandness of it is present. The, uh, yes,
0: the islandness. Yeah, the the lighthouse shines into my bedroom, so uh, that's a clue. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Anna is a little bit obsessed with islands. She's been drawn to them since she was a little kid, and now she's on this decades-long mission to visit as many of them as she can, to photograph them, to interview the people she meets there, and to write about the islands. Anna's visited more than 130 islands in the U.S. alone. And she's turned all of these adventures into a project called Islands of America. She's got a website. She has worked on several photo series and books as well. You're kind of doing like a, almost like a family portrait of, of islands, you know? It's like sort of, what do you get when you take all of these disparate things together? Right. What sort of is common among them, maybe?
0: Well, what's common among them and what's different among them? So what, what is yeah. their personality, you know?
1: I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura. Today, Anna Marlis Burgard is taking us on a tour of some of the strange, incredible, and wondrous islands... That she's encountered all across America. And she's gonna do her best to make us feel like we are right there with her. So grab a cold drink, kick off your shoes, and get in to that island headspace. We're going island hopping after this. along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. No matter what you're a fan of, Texas has the trip for you. There's the... trip to Texas. And the... trip. Or maybe you're the kind of fan who'd prefer a trip to texas or a <laughs> trip either way go to traveltexascom slash get your own for the only trip to texas that matters yours ever since i spoke with anna a couple weeks ago she has kept in touch with me and my producer sarah over email and she keeps sending us these pictures these really charming, alluring pictures. Pictures of pelicans flying over the beach at sunset, of wooden boat shacks covered with buoys and nets. It is actually really nice to be surprised by these tiny doses of island magic in between a bunch of, you know, boring work emails.
0: People joke like, well, where are you going on vacation next? And I'm like, (laughs) I live on vacation.
1: (laughs) But before we spoke to Anna, we gave her a kind of uh, slightly cruel challenge, for her at least. Our island cruise today, it's on a strict 15-minute schedule. So we asked her to call her collection of beloved American islands down to just three. Our first stop is Nelson Island. It's about an hour-long boat journey from the coast of Kodiak, Alaska.
0: The boat ride over it was a beautiful day in june when i went and uh, father andrew from the monastery picked me up and mother nina was in the boat and at one moment when we got near the islands uh, all these puffins flew over and the puffins nest in summer in the cliffs of nelson island and for anyone who loves the collective noun thing it's an improbability of puffins <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it is not. Get out of here. People just make these up. These are not. <laughs> As you may have gathered from the nun in the boat, Nelson Island is home to the St. Nilus Skeet. A Skeet is a kind of religious community. In this case, it's where Serbian Orthodox nuns can live a peaceful and isolated life of prayer. So, is that who lives? Do people still live on Nelson Island?
0: Yes. So, it's uh, when I was there, it was four, it was a mother mother Nina and three nuns and they're in the black habits and they are living, you know, a life of, what is it? The aura labora, you know, prayer and work. And just it's just four nuns. It is four. And, um, so they live with solar power, maybe wind power at this point. Um, you know, spring water, rainwater, um, Hunt, you know. So they smoke salmon and they gather salmon berries and mushrooms and all these things. So it's this sort of interesting substance in life that's you know supplemented with occasional trips to Kodiak for rice and what have you. They make um, prayer beads as part of the work they do and part of their income. Um, but it is a you know a very traditional life of prayer uh, and you know singing and all of this. And it is tiny.
1: There's a community of monks on a different island nearby, and they're allowed to visit Nelson Island during the day. And so are people from outside the religious community. Anna said that she wandered around the island with Mother Nina and that Mother Nina's cat followed in their footsteps. In summer, the black sand on the beaches is hot, but the moss under the spruce trees is soft and cool. It's just
0: these moments. I have these such strong snapshots in my head of, there was a feast day coming up in the next days and they were baking cinnamon rolls. Hmm. And so in the main house where they all gather for meals, they had these, you know, round pans of cinnamon rolls resting on each of a wooden step. And so you had this sort of swirling worn wood of the steps and that swirl of all the cinnamon rolls you know, and I just I couldn't stop staring at it. It was mesmerizing. <laughs> and then, of course, the services themselves. You know, where they the four of them are singing in you know such beautiful rhythm, and and in that moment, yeah, you could be in you know many centuries ago.
1: Was there any part of you that wanted to stay? Was there any part of you that thought like, oh, I could live this life?
0: I was deeply relaxed but I was clearly not of that place. Mm. And i gracious of them to allow people like me to visit with them and talk to me. Um, But you almost felt like you didn't belong, you know, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced this Dylan. There were some places where you almost wish you hadn't visited. So glad Mm -hmm. to have the experience. And at the same time, feel like it needs to be protected.
1: Well, it if it, it sounds a little bit like stepping into a, a church, but in this case the walls of the church extend all the way to the edge of of the island kind of. Okay, that's enough. Time to go. We have more islands to see.
0: How many islands are there in the United States? And they you
1: know. don't tell me. Don't don't tell me. I want to I want to guess. I want to make a guess. I'm going to guess there are 8,000 islands. <laughs> Maybe there's more? Maybe there's less. It feels like there's got to be more than that. I mean, so here's the problem. The other guess is that there are 200,000 islands. Uh, I don't have a good in-between. I'm like, somewhere in there, there's that many islands. Uh, okay,
0: so, so Lou Yost from the U.S. Geological Survey has told yeah. me that there are more than 20,000 named islands. So okay. that implies there are you know, unnamed islands as well. And, you know, what defines an island varies for some people. Generally, it's, you know, it's always surrounded by water, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. And I always just sort of sarcastically say, bigger than a rock, smaller than a continent. They might be in a lake, they might be in a river.
1: I, as a Minnesotan, am very familiar with these inland islands. We've got no coast, but boy do we have lakes, and in those lakes, our little islands. I spent many uh, a summer day canoeing in and around these islands, getting off, you know, drinking a beer. But there's one really big inland island in a very unusual lake that I've always been fascinated with. It's, it's huge. It's 42 square miles. And it's found in the Great Salt Lake in Utah.
0: It's about 30 minutes from downtown Salt Lake City, which seems stunning.
1: Is it that close? hmm Oh, my God. <laughs> It's called Antelope Island. And the stars of Antelope Island are not actually antelopes. They are the bison. There are between 500 and 700 of them that just roam freely on this island in the middle of the Great Salt Lake. And they've been there since the 1890s. Today, there is a ranger who's stationed out there just to kind of keep an eye on them.
0: One of the rangers said something to me like, you know, they they can get angry as snot. <laughs> Like, that's colorful. Okay. Uh, There's a herding once a year to check them, you know, check them out medically and, you know, do any culling that's necessary if any of them are too sick or wounded. And uh, that's a big event that happens in October. And it's like old school Western, you know, cowboys, you know, bull whips, not hitting the bison, but just for the sound to guide them to where they need to be uh, to be checked out. So not home for very many people but a place to experience and a place to feel sort of all over that it's been preserved this way and that you know there's this big herd that's you know pure genetic stock for other expansions of bison and buffalo communities in the country
1: and now it's time to head back To port back home, which, of course, for Anna, is just another island, Tybee Island.
0: I've visited, what, 136, 137 islands in the United States at this point, and this is the one I kept coming back to and kept wanting to live on.
1: Tybee is a small island off the coast of Georgia, just about 30 minutes east of Savannah. And it's pretty small. It's much smaller than Antelope Island in the Great Salt Lake. It's just about three square miles but on those three square miles, three thousand people live there. And for Anna, that is actually the thing that's so charming about Typee. It is the community, the salty fishermen who drink coffee together at the local diner, the annual parade slash townwide water fight that takes over Main Street every May called the Beach Bum Parade. Anna told us that all of this is what makes it so important to her so sort of fundamentally critical to who she is.
0: The other morning I got up before dawn and there's a a marsh about three blocks away from my house that's rimmed with wax myrtles and palms and things like that, you know, where the egrets roost, the great egrets. And so I went out and I was just, you know, standing near them and they were all tucked in, you know, with their bills down into their chests and the pink light started to, to hit them. And then they start to, you know, move and shake and yawn. I'd never seen <laughs> a great, great yawn before and shake its head and then they fly off. And the beauty, the wind, the water, the surfers going out. To have that be the first thing you experience, you know, I, that's why I'm here for the third time, you know? Like <laughs> I love it here.
1: FYI, in a previous version of this episode, we misidentified the name of the skeet on Nelson Island. It is the St. Nihilus Skeet, not the St. Nicholas Skeet. Anyway, we have since corrected the error. Thanks to Anna Marlis Burgard for sharing these islands with us today. We are uh, excited to have her back again. She's still got, you know, 19,997 islands to talk to us about. If you want to learn more about the Islands of America project and see Anna's pictures or read her books or listen to some of the recordings she's made on the islands, there's a link in the show notes. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. This episode was produced by Sarah Wyman. The production team includes Doug Baldinger,
0: Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis
1: Ryder Arnold, Manolo Morales,
0: Sarah Kaplan,
1: Baudelaire Seuss,
0: Gianna Palmer, Tracy Samuelson,
1: John Delore, Casey Holford, Peter Clowney. This episode was sound designed and mixed by Luce Fleming. And our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Dylan Thurst, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you next time. Witness Docs from Stitcher.